0: To reiterate, you support uh, the Medicare for All bill, I think initially Correct. co sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders. You're also a co sponsor yes. on it. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so, for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it. Well,
1: listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care and you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this. Let's
2: eliminate all of that. Let's move on. So when you hear Kamala Harris in a debate saying, you know what, let's just get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it. You know what I mean? Uh, what, did, what did you say? Wow, you know, maybe she's coming around here. We, who needs Bernie when you got you Kamala? Know, what were you thinking?
1: Well, she definitely was trying to reach the Bernie people. That's why she said it in the first place. So it sounded good. But, but of course, she immediately started walking it back.
2: Well, don't spoil the story. I'm spoiling. about. They've already
1: been talking about it. Well, These are smart people we have.
2: But you know what's interesting? I feel like... You know, and I've been called a racist. I've been called a sexist and all these things. Some woman reported me on Twitter. <laughs> Apparently it's harassment to tweet. New Tandon oh. is crying tears of joy <laughs> somewhere. So uh, I'm having too much fun with this. But, you know, I- I'm pretty sure that the conversation Kamala Harris had with Hillary Clinton's donors in the Hamptons mm. in summer of 2017. So she basically became a California senator. And then within six months, she was already hobnobbing in the Hamptons. Right. Uh, you don't go to the Hamptons, you know, for to, to feed the homeless. You know, the Hamptons is where the bougie people, the people with money go. I, I doubt. Do you think the conversation went like, guys, we got to get rid of it. We got to get rid of how We got to get rid of private health insurance. We got to we got to give to the worker bees, the pro- proletariat. Do you think that's what she was talking about with? A Citigroup executive in the Hamptons that she was with, or Hillary Clinton's top donors? Absolutely not.
1: That was a very different conversation.
2: So I got to tell you something. I hate, I hate to defend, and I hate to give a compliment to Mitt Romney. But Kamala Harris flip-flopping on Medicare for all in less than 24 hours, she is now, she is now the new queen of the flip-floppery. She makes Mitt Romney look consistent, <laughs> Kamala Harris.
1: She walked it back so fast.
2: Okay, let's see. Let's let's read you the story uh, at, at CNN. Oh, boy. Kamala Harris is open to multiple paths for Medicare for all. And this was, I think, like 6 or 7 o'clock Eastern last night, so literally less than a day after she said this. Quote, by stating she would eliminate private insurers as a necessary part of implementing Medicare for All. California Senator Kamala Harris, during a CNN town hall Monday night, sent a shockwave through the national healthcare care debate. Harris's comments underscored the extent to which a move to single payer would radically overhaul the current system, and in frankly addressing one of the transition's most politically difficult steps, stepped directly into her critics' crosshairs. You see, unfortunately... CNN, for, CNN, I wish I could edit this in real time. It's not into her critics' crosshairs. It's into her donors' crosshairs, because that's what this is really about. Yeah. Republicans attacked Harris within minutes of her remarks, tweeting that she, quote, says she wants to eliminate private insurance even if you like your plan. Oh, if you like your plan. Uh, by Tuesday morning, former Starbucks boss Howard Schultz, that new crappuccino, was piling on and fellow billionaire potential presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg, God, what is wrong the, 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 the former mayor of New York, was dismissing the entire plan as a fiscally ruinous pipe dream. Well, Michael Bloomberg would know a lot about fiscally ruinous. Go ask black people living in New York City under his mayorship how he did for them. As the fuhrer The Fuhrer grew. A Harris advisor on Tuesday signaled that the candidate would also be open to the more moderate health reform plans, which would preserve the industry being floated by other congressional Democrats. It represents a compromise position that risks angering those Medicare for all proponents who view eliminating private health insurance as a key to enacting their comprehensive reform. Both the advisor and Harris National Press Secretary, Ian Sams, said her willingness to consider alternate routes to a single-payer system should not cast doubt on her commitment to the policy. Quote, Medicare for All is the plan that she believes uh, believes it will solve the problem and get all Americans covered, period, he told CNN. She has co-sponsored other pieces of legislation that she seems as a path to getting us there, but this is the plan she is running on. And I really think he just did a, Freud, a, Freud, a Freudian slip. This is the plan she's running on. Just like Barack Obama ran on a universal health care plan. Just like Barack Obama ran on ending the war in Afghanistan. Uh, just like Donald Trump ran on, we need to cover everybody. Um, let me explain what really happened here. And I'd love your thoughts, Jen. So Kamala Harris, this is often what politicians do. Kamala Harris, because CNN gave her a free one-hour infomercial. Yeah. Kamala Harris was looking for a wonderful, wonderful series of soundbites. Bite, sound we'll help her get up in the polls. Next poll, she'll probably be one or two uh, in perspective presidential candidates on the Democratic side. So she said, let's just get rid of it. Wonderful soundbite. It's on a loop all day the next day on CNN, MSNBC, this and that. So she got what she didn't pay for because she gets free one hour uh, of basically it's like them giving Trump billions of dollars. This is the beginning of that because they're going to give Kamala Harris a lot of free coverage, which you're never going to get from Bernie for Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard or anyone uh, progressive. But when she said that the donors wanted to make super sure Oh, you're not like serious, you know. We get it. Like you gotta like, you know, throw crumbs and everything to get elected. But you're not like serious about it. So, my assumption don't have any inside sources is Kamala Harris and her team. Which, by the way, not only did she meet with Hillary Clinton's top donors six months after becoming a senator in the Hamptons, but she hired a lot of Hillary Clinton's staff to her team. She also hired the Deputy Communications Director from the Democratic National Committee. She, she also hired the Deputy Communications Director from the DNC, who was complicit, who is complicit in the DNC's 2016 rigging of the primary against Bernie Sanders. So all of a sudden, I'm assuming, she got a lot of calls from some, from some donors. She gets calls from Wall Street. And then all of a sudden... Her, her campaign, you know, wants to put out the, you know, the internal plutocrat crisis, mm-hmm. telling CNN, well, she's open to other things. Your thoughts?
1: I think it was going to be obvious that she was going to be open to other things. And I have to say, I think she probably said the Medicare for all thing and getting rid of private insurance because she knew that would make a splash. And she knew that would get the attention of the Bernie folk and If she wants to win, she has to get the birdie folk. Uh, But we're a smart crew, and I think we see through her, especially since she immediately flip-flopped. She, yeah, she has no clue. She's just the next cool DNC person who's going to run.
2: So what I find so interesting about this is then you have an army of more establishment Uh, People coming out defending her in her flip floppery. Because that's what this is. This is flip flop 101. What's so interesting about this is you have folks like Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut.
1: Yay, thank you, Corey. He's
2: coming out. He's coming out defending uh, Kamala's honor. So, guess what? Senators can support more than one way to achieve universal health care. I introduced a Medicare buy in bill, but I co sponsored the Brian Schatz Medicaid buy in bill. Kamala Harris supported my bill, but she also co-sponsored Medicare for All. It's all cool, friends. Uh, Mr. Murphy, Mm -hmm. I like you on some things. You've been strong on uh, gun control. Uh, You've been strong on trying to end U.S. involvement in uh, Yemen. But uh, you're talking about, yeah, theoretically, a senator could put his or her name on many different bills. Um, But you're running for president. So this isn't like a buffet table where oh you know i i like i like a little bit of the uh, i like a little bit of the salmon i like a little bit of, a, of the steak can i get some quinoa over there can i get a little tiramisu maybe some dumplings oh i'm just talking about what i like at a buffet table you know you're buffet running for president really you're running for president so kamala harris and this notion that you know she's running and she's for Medicare for all, but she's not an extremist. So she's open to other things. I mean, honestly, and by the way, just to be clear, because I know I'm going to be attacked for saying this, this has nothing to do with a racial thing, but it very much reminds me of the way Barack Obama uh, governed. Because Barack Obama, one of the main problems with him, besides taking gobbles and gobbles of money from Wall Street, Barack Obama, whenever he would propose something, he doesn't, he didn't negotiate. He just came out and basically gave the other side three quarters of what they wanted right out of the bat. And it seems to me Kamala Harris in saying this, besides trying to like, you know, soothe Wall Street and soothe the donors who are freaking out that she said, "Ah, I'm just going to get rid of private health insurance. Besides, that's why she came out and her campaign came out trying to basically tell CNN, oh, you know, Theoretically, we want this Medicare for all thing, but we're open to other things. It's basically trying to have your cake and eat it too. She wants to get the soundbite and seem progressive, but on the other end... And
1: then get the other soundbite.
2: Wink, wink, Wall Street. Wink, wink, Citigroup. Am I wrong? You're right. Say that louder.
1: You're right, Jordan. There we
2: go. And I'd like to know what you think, because all this talk, I mean, we heard during the debate about... um, you know mansplaining and how great it is for a, a minority woman to run which i agree with i don't agree with her politically but i'm for her running if she wants to but to me this kind of seems like very uh not really a, a strong uh, a strong position that she's taking here i mean you either you either no. you yeah. either see that the private health insurance industry is a major, major reason why we have a healthcare crisis to this country and realize, no, like it's Medicare for all or not. I mean, especially if you're running for president, you don't come out, uh, you know, preemptively and be like, but I'll accept other things first. Right. Uh, what do you think as far as the, the way her presentation is, is it, am I off that it's just pure bullshit and corruption or am I missing something?
1: No, you're completely right um she came out and she said you know medicare for all and then she immediately walked it back that's that's all there is to say i mean there's no way to excuse that it's what she did
2: it's interesting to me that so quickly so quickly she's coming out and it uh moonwalking and it kind of is very is 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 a pattern with her where one minute she's coming out more progressive. And then the other minute she's saying, well, we can't be purists here. So here's my thing. You know what, Kamala Harris? Uh, I will respect you more if you just run as an establishment centrist. Be who you are. Don't pretend to be something you're not. This was the real problem I had. Well, in addition to the warmongering, this is the real problem that I had with Hillary Clinton besides the warmongering and the corruption. Like, don't try to pretend to be a progressive. We can see through you. If you run saying, "Listen, I think Wall Street has a place in in the economy. We need to have tighter regulation, but I don't think we should dismantle Wall Street." I don't agree with you, but at least you're being uh, honest, and you can live or die based on your policies. Same thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't believe in progressive anything, based on his record and his donors, but he's trying to be I'm middle class Joe. No, you're not. So run on what you actually believe. Same thing with Kamala mm-hmm. Harris. Maybe Kamala Harris in her heart is a quote unquote centrist, moderate, pragmatic person. And why pretend, you know, jumping on the Medicare for all bandwagon and all these things? I I think I think especially with the um, increase and the explosion of millennials and frankly, the rebirth of that older uh, millennial, the older progressive generation that kind of gave up on politics, but has come back. Mm -hmm. The key is people could see through. this. They saw through Hillary Clinton. They see through Donald Trump, uh, not his supporters, but uh, uh, the progressive side. And I think that she's thinking she could straddle both lines of faking being a progressive while also soothing to donors.
1: Yeah, I think people are still running, not just her, other people are running based on that as well. Um, Bernie, people like Bernie are running for the people. Others are running for the donors.
2: So the last thing I'll say about Kamala Harris, listen, Listen, it's quite obvious what we're dealing with here. CNN, short of Joe Biden entering the waste, CNN has formally announced this is our candidate. Yeah. I mean, they they gave her a one hour infomercial. I honestly like I, I was I don't really expect much from CNN, but it was it was actually worse than I even expected. How you have Kamala Harris on your air for one hour. And Jake Tapper, who's largely just a mannequin, he just stands there. Jake, okay. Ta- Jake Tapper doesn't ask her, hey, you know, when you were Attorney General of California, your own prosecutors recommended to you to prosecute Steve Mnuchin mm-hmm. for various violations of foreclosure law. Uh, where, did, you miss, did you miss that day? Were you not in that meeting? Right. Why didn't you prosecute Steve Mnuchin? Uh, why is Steve Mnuchin, you're the only Democrat he donated to. I think that de- demands a question and an answer. And frankly, I guess she has an answer ready for when real journalists are going to ask. But that wasn't an asked. Uh, and there was very little pushback on she doesn't offer many specifics. She talks the good game about Medicare for all, a Green New Deal. But as I showed yesterday, she says she's for a Green New Deal. She's not for a ban on fracking. She has, she, and her super PAC was donating $10,000 to POP to Joe Manchin and Heidi Heitkamp. Well, they're not exactly friends of the planet. So she's got some things to answer for. In fairness to her, not just her, Cory Booker, who's going to announce, has a lot to answer for. He's suddenly for a Green New Deal. Well, his donor sheet wouldn't agree with that. Same thing with Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, So we will see. You know, when you see not just other politicians, so it wasn't just Senator Chris Murphy coming to her defense, but when you see other politicians, now you have Ted Lieu endorsing her, you have Uh, a lot of congressional people talking like they're going to endorse her. And then literally CNN on Kamala Harris's staff's request edited the story to basically water it down and make it seem like she didn't, she didn't uh, change her position on uh, Medicare for all when in fact she did. Medicare for all is a specific thing. It widely, widely, widely diminishes the power of the private health insurance industry. It doesn't, 100% 100% eliminate the private health insurance industry, but it does definitely diminish the private health insurance industry. Mm-hmm. So how do you in less than 24 hours say, oh, but I'm open to it because I want to, I would like to see her Verizon phone records, yeah. assuming that's her carrier. I want to
1: see where the money's coming
2: from. Because my guess is...
1: Thank you, William.
2: She got a couple phone calls. That's my guess. That's my guess. Howard Schultz, God. who I'm not going to lie. I like a good caramel frappuccino uh, back in the day. I haven't had Starbucks in a bit, but... Uh, Wow, Howard Schultz is really becoming a crappuccino. He he, he has a savior complex. He thinks he's gonna run for president and save the country. He thinks America is talking to him and Mm -hmm. there's such a demand for a Republican pretending to be an independent. Let's hear what he said about a proposed wealth tax.
0: That should give you some idea as to what I would do. Elizabeth Warren's proposal is a wealth tax. Oh God. It's an additional 2% yeah. tax on Americans whose net worth- Let's see investing. that again. Elizabeth Warren's proposal is a wealth tax. Oh God. It's an additional 2% yeah. tax on Americans whose net worth, this isn't just an income tax yeah, I know, actually, I know. it's an asset tax. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's over $50 million. <laughs> yeah. Good idea? Well, First of all, it's an idea that has no merit. It, 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 she knows that there's no way this could come to pass. These are just false campaign promises to make noise. And again, it's punitive. No, I don't agree with that.
2: You know what that sounded like to me? She knows that this could never come to pass. You know what that sounds like to me? You remember when uh, Hillary Clinton said, Medicare for all will never, ever, ever come to pass. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. It sounds like a calmer version of Hillary Clinton screaming, Medicare for all will never come to pass um let me tell you something that response from him where he just said oh right
1: Ugh, that t- I mean, that tells you everything
2: that could be the national anthem for the billionaires yeah. that response that that will go down in infamy like howard uh, what howard dean's like <laughs> you know <laughs> like um I love
1: at
2: that. least we're seeing the oligarchy just straight from their faith the 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 greed, the entitlement, the arrogance, the tone deafness just foaming out of their mouths. And of course, you know, you have established candidates, actual candidates who have announced Elizabeth Warren, Tulsi Gabbard. Oh my god, could they get a quarter of the coverage? <laughs> a quarter of the coverage that CNN uh have gotten? Like uh, CNN has given to Howard Schultz in the last 2 days. CNN has CNN and the corporate media overall have been Screaming and loving Howard Schultz for the last two days. It's, it's pathetic. He's on CBS. He's on CNN. He's on Morning Joe. Let's see what he had to say on, on Morning Joe this morning.
0: Rapid fire, I have three questions, just random. What qualifies you to be president of the United States? What qualifies me to be president of the United States is my life experience. People are going to think it's my Starbucks experience. Mm-hmm. It's what I've learned along the way it's sharing success, it's recognizing that every business decision is not an economic one and it's an understanding, a real understanding that somebody has to restore the promise of America and what qualifies me is that I will be a leader of the country, of all American people, that people will trust and admire because I will understand. I have walked in their shoes. I'm on both sides of the equation. I'm somebody who has been, who is successful. I'm somebody who came from the projects and I understand the American people. Who was the best Republican president in the past 50 years? Best M. I have great respect for Ronald Reagan. Just came from the Ronald Reagan Library. The thing that I took away from Ronald Reagan, aside from all of the wonderful things he did, that really struck me, especially compared to the current person who is despicable in the Oval Office, Ronald Reagan never took his jacket off in the Oval Office in eight years. Why? Because of his respect and the dignity of the office. That needs to be restored. How much? Democrat, FDR. How much does an 18-ounce box of Cheerios cost? An 18 ounce box of mm-hmm. Cheerios. Mm-hmm. I, don't See, here's the deal. I don't need, to, I don't need <laughs> Cheerios. here's the deal. Yeah. You ask us. Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, like budgets for the VA. We're yeah. going to ask you questions. About <laughs> ask me anything I don't need. I don't need Cheerios. I'm sorry. Okay. No. It's Siri. four bucks. Is no. it four bucks? Yeah. What's four a dollar? Dollar? yeah, yeah. It's wow. a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, good thing I only eat like, but, but, I does, count but, but can I ask you a question this, and yeah. this, 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 the, the four, Do the four of you think That the, there should be a government takeover Of the healthcare, healthcare system Well, so listen so, okay, good. I'm glad you asked the question So I can ask you the question yeah. back yeah. Because And I was talking uh, who uh, Elizabeth Boomiller Miller Earlier this morning Everybody always makes a mistake that Kamala Harris made Which is, you know, you go out You talk about how you're going to save healthcare If it fits on a bumper sticker You're going to have a long rocky ride oh
2: god a government takeover of the health insurance industry uh, you know i don't know if this guy researched fdr
1: you're right because that's he mentioned
2: he, <laughs> he mentioned fdr uh mm-hmm. as the best democratic president um but
1: it was he was way it's way too long ago it was wrong
2: right but fdr uh instituted a government takeover of quite a few things. Uh, You know, you got Social Security, you got Medicare, uh, the VA, a lot of other New Deal programs were kind of like a government takeover. And the other thing that really, I mean, let's just boil it down. What makes this man qualified? He came up with a formula to charge for overcharge a lot of money to add like Nice foam on top of burnt coffee. <laughs> this is what this man did. He came up with a formula to charge $5 and something cents for a, some little foam, add in some caramel, maybe, maybe a little sprinkles on top of burnt coffee and call it, you know, a Frappuccino or, good. or a latte <laughs> or whatever. This is his experience. I don't know what projects he came from either. I'd have to look that up. But what's really, he made coffee milkshakes. That's true, DJ. What's really remarkable to me about this is really between Michael Bloomberg, Howard Schultz, and uh, frankly, I would put uh, Joe Biden's a very wealthy man. So when he announces, I'd put him in with them to a lesser degree. All of these people are telling you what the American people want and what's American and what's un-American. And of course, CNN and none of them are actually pushing back on this. But every single poll goes against what they're saying. Seventy mm-hmm. percent of Americans want Medicare for all. So what is Howard Schultz saying? It's un-American. Then you're calling 70 percent of America un-American. right? Same thing uh, you know, for free college tuition, which by the way, Kamala Harris, just moonwalked away from, as I covered yesterday. Un-American. And by the way. What is what exactly is uh, you're you're against government health you're you're against government takeovers of the health insurance industry, but you're not against government takeovers of Texas, where the government basically gives tax giveaways to corporations like yours and plutocrats like you. So if the government gets and forget the word takeover, that's just to scare people. But if the government takes action and is um proactive on healthcare because that's really what it is it's not a takeover but it's government being more aggressive and taking action on healthcare that's bad but if the government takes action to give tax breaks to give regu- deregulation to starbucks and other places well that's just helping you know the economy and that's just part of america so this guy is railing about the debt mm-hmm. right so his other uh his other idol saint holy Ronald Reagan, who's apparently the main problem of this country is that Trump's taking his jacket off, that Trump's taking his jacket off in in the Oval Office. Okay, that's the main problem. But what's interesting is Reagan tripled the debt. He tripled the debt. But Reagan is his idol on the Republican side, and FDR, who instituted government takeovers of a lot of things, that's his idol. So basically, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He... Has a grandiose kind of delusions of grandeur, just like Michael Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. When you get that rich, you are totally out of touch with what average people are dealing with. I wouldn't have asked him how much. I wouldn't have asked him what's the price of Cheerios. I would have asked him, hey, have you ever had to choose between medicine or groceries this month? Have you ever had to choose between paying uh, for your electric or getting groceries this month? Uh, what economic policy do you have to stem the income inequality? What's he going to say? Tax cuts? We've heard this all before. We've heard this all before. And what's more telling to me is not what Howard Schultz is saying. It's the fact that CNN, CBS, The New York Times, Morning Joe, all these people, they're throw they, they they're falling all over themselves to interview Howard Schultz. Right. Tulsi Gabbard can't get anywhere. She's been on CNN since she's announced, as far as I know. So, Tulsi Gabbard saying, hey, we need to stop going to war with every other country. We need to stop regime change in places like Venezuela. She's in the Witness Protection Program. She can't get any coverage. Although, I would love to have her on. Uh, Same thing, you know, to a lesser degree. It's not like Elizabeth Warren. They're not covering her 24-7. I don't like her as much as I like Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, So, if you're for centrist ideas... If you're for keeping the status quo, you might they'll give you your own wing in NBC. They'll give you your own suite to sleep in so you can keep coming on with them. So very, very disappointing. Uh, and we'll keep following. I don't actually think Howard Schultz is going to run, to be honest with you. I think this is a vanity project for himself, maybe to sell some books, uh, maybe to do some other things after. I, I, would ha- I would find it very hard to believe he's actually going to run for president. But if he does run for president, Uh, I'm not as worried, honestly, about him electing Trump. I'm more worried about Howard Schultz running as an independent. Let's say if if Bernie wins the nomination as a Democrat Mm -hmm. and you got Howard Schultz running as an independent, I think that would hurt Bernie Sanders more than it would hurt Donald Trump.
1: Absolutely. It would.
2: So that is problematic.
1: I think any of these independents would hurt the Democrat more. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So we'll see. We shall see. Donald Trump, who promised the stars, the sun, everything for America's forgotten men and women, especially in the Rust Belt, um, you know, he was very, very uh, supportive of this Foxconn deal in Wisconsin, and Foxconn uh, is basically—it's a—it's a Taiwanese company that uh, Scott Walker, the now disgraced former—well, he was always disgraced—the uh, former Wisconsin governor. Thank God he's gone. Uh, I mean, he gave away the farm to Foxconn to get him to, to Wisconsin. Huge tax breaks, subsidies, you know, all the corporate work, all the corporate welfare goodies you could imagine to get Foxconn uh, to open up a manufacturing plant in Wisconsin that was supposed to create tens of thousands of jobs, I believe. And uh, it was supposed to be to create LCD panels for TVs. Uh, well, apparently that's not going to happen. Apparently that's done. So Foxconn Technology Group is reconsidering plans to make advanced liquid crystal display panels at $10 billion, at a $10 billion Wisconsin campus, and said it intends to hire mostly engineers and researchers rather than the manufacturing workforce the project originally promised. Oh, when does it end? The Mm. corporate giveaways... Announced at a White House ceremony in 2017, the 20 million square foot campus marked the largest greenfield investment by a foreign-based company in U.S. history and was praised by President Donald Trump as proof of his ability to revive American manufacturing. Uh, This was very controversial in Wisconsin. Uh, The majority of the worker bees, particularly progressives, were not happy about basically Foxconn. Not only were they not going to have to pay taxes, they were almost going to get rebates and and and. money on top of paying no taxes, to come there. Foxconn, which received controversial state and local incentives for the project, initially planned to manufacture advanced large screen displays for TVs and other consumer and professional products at the facility, which is under construction. Later said it would build smaller LCD screens instead. Now those plans may be scaled back or even shelved. (laughs) Luis Wu, special assistant to Foxconn, chief executive Terry Gao, told Reuters. He said the company was still evaluating options for Wisconsin, but cited the steep cost of making advanced TV screens in the U.S. where labor expenses are compar- comparatively high. Quote, in terms of TV, we have no place in the U.S., he said in an interview. We can't compete. Translated, they can't compete. They just can't pay unseemly amounts of money to their shareholders. They can compete. They can make money, just like GM could make money in the in the United States, just like Apple could make money in the United States, just like Walmart could make money in the United States. I could go on and on and on. It's the greed. It's not enough money for these fuckers. Excuse my French <laughs> gen. When it comes to manufacturing advanced screens for TVs, he added, if a certain size of a display has more supply, whether from China or Japan or Taiwan, we have to change too. When he says supply, that means slave labor. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. But you know, supply is a nice supply's a little bit more of a you it's know a
1: nicer diplomatic
2: term for you know <laughs> little little boys making ten cents oh, an hour. God. I'm keeping it real. Uh, rather than a focus on LCD manufacturing, Foxconn wants to create a technology hub in Wisconsin. Oh, a hub! We've heard this talk before. A hub. An innovation hub. <laughs> In Wisconsin, that would largely consist of research facilities along with packaging and assembly operations. It would also produce specialized tech products for industrial, healthcare, care, and professional applications, he added. In Wisconsin, we're not building a factory. You can't use a factory to view our Wisconsin investment. Early this month, Foxconn, a major supplier to Apple, reiterated its intention to create 13,000 jobs in Wisconsin, but it slowed, said it had slowed its pace of hiring. The company initially said it expected to employ about 5,200 people. By the end of 2020, a company said that figure now looks like it'll be closer to 1,000. It is unclear when the full 13,000 workers will be hired, probably when we're all dead. Yes. Probably when we're all dead. But Wu, in the interview, said about three-quarters of Foxconn's eventual jobs will be in research and development and design, what he described as knowledge positions rather than blue-collar manufacturing jobs. Foxconn is formerly known as Hai Precision Industry. I don't have to read anymore. This is an, that old record spinning, just a different day. Same song, different day. Let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something. They are not going to hire 13,000 people, manufacturing people, or, you know, more advanced professionals. This is a fleecing of the people of Wisconsin. Now, if you follow modern monetary theory, which I've been coming around to, it's not exactly the taxpayers who are, well, it is actually in, on the state level, it is the taxpayers who are paying for this. Because on the federal level, when it comes to MMT, the government does print money and the government has all the money to pay for these things. But on the state level, when you are sacrificing uh, millions and millions of millions of dollars in tax revenue to basically roll out the red carpet for Foxconn to come to Wisconsin, well, you got to find that money somewhere. So what do you do? You cut subsidies for heating for old people. You cut subsidies for nutrition programs for poor children. You cut subsidies for uh, farmers. You cut subsidies and, and credit tax credits and services for the working class of America, which Scott Walker is governor of Wisconsin, who was a Koch brother robot, basically. Remember, Scott Walker was heavily funded by the Koch brothers. Basically, Donald Trump and Scott Walker... Just gave a basically a tax-free giveaway to a Taiwanese company to come to Wisconsin for the express for the expressed promise of 13,000 jobs to manufacture LCD TVs or glass or whatever it is for Apple products and TVs and all this stuff and now it's being whittled down to Maybe it'll be 1,000 workers by the end of 2020. And, oh, those 13,000 workers we promised? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you. You know, maybe we'll talk to Kamala Harris about that. You know, you got a private position and a public position. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. And I'm That's not awful. just angry for the people of Wisconsin that have been suckered. I am angry because this keeps happening over and over and over again. Let me tell you something. If I promised the audience of status quo something, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to them, hey, if you uh, if you pay X, you're going to get Y.
1: Right.
2: Right? And I didn't deliver. But I said, oh, change of plans. What would happen to me? What would happen to us?
1: Uh, we would get in lots and lots of trouble.
2: Probably and lose our audience. So probably lose our members and go out of business. Yes. But Foxconn, Foxconn, and by the way, new governor Tony Evers who beat um, Scott Walker, he's saying, well, I have to fulfill the promises we made to Foxconn for millions and millions in tax giveaways and subsidies, even though they're now moonwalking away from what they promised, just like Kamala Harris. And if I wouldn't get a copyright strike, I'd be playing Michael Jackson moonwalking right now. I think, and you're not going to see this covered on CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times. They don't care. They don't care about the workers being screwed. But this is essentially giving free money to a Taiwanese company to basically con uh, con Wisconsin and con America. And Trump's behind it too. And this is why it is so, so obvious that Bernie Sanders is the best person to defeat Donald Trump. Because Bernie Sanders is the only person who has the credibility to say, hey, Donald Trump, hey, President Trump. Hey, racist Donald Trump. Uh, Those factories you talked about? You know, I went on a little tour around Wisconsin. I went on a little tour around Indiana. I went on a little tour around Ohio, around Pennsylvania. Uh, They're still closed. So are the YMCA's around those factories. So are the storefronts that have been boarded up in these Rust Belt states since the 1980s and 90s. I thought you were bringing back these factories. I thought you were bringing back these towns. So... I think Bernie Sanders is the only one who could contrast to Donald Trump. And Bernie Sanders speaks to the discord and the desperation and the economic insecurity of people in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Ohio and, and Illinois and Indiana. So if only, if only there was an actual populist progressive candidate out there that could speak to this corporate con job my book, Corporate Con Job, (laughs) like Foxconn. If only, if only there was a progressive populist out there that could say, hey, instead of giving subsidies to Foxconn and Walmart and Goldman Sachs and Apple and all these people who are not good corporate citizens, who are strangling the proletariat, who are stomping on the worker bee, who are the reason we have such incessant, horrific income inequality we're going to actually put some regulations on them. How about that? Yep. This is why we need Bernie Sanders to run. Uh, This is why he needs to be in the debate. I'd like to hear this populist talk from Tulsi Gabbard. I I do like that she offers a lot more of the foreign policy, but I want to hear more domestically from her that she is going to speak to this because Foxconn is just one. It's not just Foxconn. There's a Foxconn in Indiana, not literally, but there's Companies like Foxconn that are getting huge giveaways in Indiana. Remember the carrier plant that Donald Trump, quote unquote, saved that they gave big giveaways to uh, to save that plant in Indiana. But then they just went to Mexico anyway. I mean, these corporations get away with murder. Why? Because they buy off Donald Trump. They buy off Nancy Pelosi. They buy off Chuck Schumer. They buy off Tom Perez. They buy off Kirsten
0: Gillibrand, Cory Booker, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris.